this is a milestone episode. This is 185. Okay. You're doing it. 15 to go. 15 to go. We're definitely not going to get done by the end of the year. But um, it's it, we are closing in on it. That gap is just... Unless we do a couple short episodes, you know. Okay, I'll do like do like 10 two-minute episodes. Yeah, we should do that just to, you know, troll. <laughs> Bump up the numbers. <laughs> That'd be good. That would be good. Or you break up break up one show into 15 episodes. <laughs> part one, part two, part three. That is a thought. I like it. I like it. December 13th, 2018. Yesterday was Tom Brady Day. 12-12. What is that? Oh. I never even heard of that. Yeah. So, happy belated Tom Brady Day to you and to all our listeners. Hmm. America's I team. That I wonder if that's actually celebrated anywhere. Well, of course it is. It's America's team. I mean, what is their record though? Nine and five. Not well, we're nine either. and four. We had a little mishap on Sunday. At uh, you know, that, that was four losses or five. Four. That was four. Okay. Okay. You know, little little breakdown on the defense at the end of the game. That you know caused us to lose that game. But you know, we'll get that straightened out. I know Spencer saw that play while we were at the race. Oh boy! I, well, right. I, I think it. I think it ruined his A threes. <laughs> he had to run A three after that. He was so mad. Oh bummer! Yeah, I could imagine that. Did, probably didn't go well for him, huh? He actually did pretty well, but still, yeah, he was he was upset. Mm. So, uh, I, INS finale, huh? Yeah, Indoor National Series final. INS 8. Yeah, you know what? I was, I'm wearing the INS, uh, INS 7 shirt right now. Where's, where's my 8 shirt I, at? Uh, I don't know. That could be in the mail. Hmm. Okay. I'll wait for it. Maybe Christmas time. Yeah, it'll probably come in during the uh, holidays. So it went out. Uh, so the INS eight was a huge success, big bang. Uh, well, it was kind of uh, it was kind of multi part for Paul and Spencer because they were there doing the fall brawl in Myrtle Beach. So they were up. They were there quite a while, and then Thomas and I came in for the INS race and <clears throat> lot a lot of a lot of uh, big time racers we had uh, but of course we got a class for everybody mm-hmm. you know stock mod independent truck short course four wheel we got it all so yeah I mean I think it went pretty well we had uh, Spencer actually TQ'd both classes, so you know he was there the week before running that one-eight scale race. He TQ'd Nitro there, that rained out, so he ended up winning on the TQ because of the rainout. 
Uh, we just did an inside look on his eight scale buggy today. We posted that. Ooh, Kirby likes those. Yeah, he'll 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 dig into that thing. Check it out. Mm-hmm. And got that done. So, and then Spencer Tiki both classes in, at the elector uh, the INS, and he won four wheel and got second two wheel. Ty came up through the field and ended up winning. Uh, in A3, he won, uh, got the overall in, in, in the in the two-wheel class. So, well, so we're blaming that on the uh, Patriots-Dolphins game. The, yeah, I mean, that. yeah, it's like everything was looking good. Patriots okay. blew that coverage. Spencer went out for A3 and then just didn't have as good of a run. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good track. It's the first time I've ever been to Beach RC. Uh, definitely one of the top indoor facilities on the East Coast, if not the best. Wow, that was your first time uh, there? Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So we we did uh, we had a good time. Did well. Uh, we The thing that's kind of interesting there is you can, since it's kind of the down season, is you can get like a really nice hotel. I mean, the hotel has right... It's right on the beach, basically. And it's like, I don't know, it's like $60 a night or $70 a night or something. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, stuff that's usually probably a couple hundred dollars a night during the off-season. It's kind of like when we went to Wildwood, New Jersey, a couple years ago. But it was nicer than that, though. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's real... It's easy for people to attend that event, especially with that, you know, the hotel rates. Uh, we had a good turnout, not a max turnout. It was good, but not maxed. Um, obviously, several factors kind of leading into not quite as good of a turnout, but mm. the competition was good, and uh, I think everyone still really was happy they attended and. And they'll be there for the next one. Oh, it's a, it was a brand new track when we got there. The pipe looked brand new. The layout was brand new. Nobody had been on it. They start practicing, and, you know, it's a little looser to begin with, and you build traction, and Mayfield kind of jumped out to a, a uh, real comfortable pace in practice. He was the fastest guy, and then as the traction started to pick up and you had to kind of start using tires with less and less tread. Um, Spencer has a little more of a comfort comfort range for Spencer. He he started really taking hold of the conditions then. Cavallari was doing extremely well in those conditions. You know, Mayfield still qualified second in two-wheel. I think he qualified third or fourth in four-wheel. Um but in practice, he was a lot faster than everybody once he, when he was on treaded tires. And then when they went to slick tires, he wasn't—he didn't quite have the advantage anymore. It was—it was a lot more even. And then Ty got fast right at the end. At the beginning, he wasn't very fast. Um, when we were on the treaded tires, Ty wasn't quite as quick. And he was actually in the B resort in two-wheel drive when they resorted. He was in the B qualifier. Mm. 
and didn't have a very good round one, but then two and three, he really got it going. Qualified, I think, fifth or sixth in two-wheel, and I think it was fifth. And then uh, since the track is pretty tight, there was a real tight section. Um, I don't know what to call it on the podcast, but I know what the guys were calling it at the track. But They were calling it uh, the rip the ripcast... Uh... I don't know. The <laughs> Who down knows? Yeah, well, they're calling it the titty section. The, the, well, that would be perfect for the Ripcast. The Ripcast titty <laughs> section. Great. Well, that's what it, well, that's what it was. Yeah, and the Ripcast titty it, section. It got tight in there and because there was basically two... <laughs> All right. All right, let's uh, take a deep breath here and gather ourselves. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, it, was, it, was so, so kind the... of, it was basically it was like a chicane, right? And on the po- the points of every turn, there was these big mounds, <laughs> 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 and on those big mounds, you could jump the first one Ooh. over the second one. Right. And then there was a tight turn. So, okay. I mean, guys were just crushing that section in practice, you know, in practice. And then in the qualifier, um, all of a sudden the racing starts and guys are hitting the pipes everywhere and flying all over the place. And cause it was just so narrow. And mm. when you're going for the fast line, Mm-hmm. which the fast guy, everybody was trying. It was a little narrow in there, and you'd jump, and sometimes you'd land on the pipe or just, I mean, it, guys are crushing that thing in the first round. Just You'd think one guy's on a good run, all of a sudden, crash, and just hit that section and flip in. And, uh, so that was really kind of a make-or-break section early, mm-hmm. and then got through qualifying and uh, owner of the track Brent asked me he's like hey do you think we should kind of move the pipe back just a little for the main so the guys have a little more room in there and I was like yeah I think it'd be a good idea so we he moved the pipe about six inches back and allowed a little more room it didn't change any of the driving lines but it just made it so, and I mean, there was still people just crushing that section in the mains, even with the extra space. And wow. uh, just some people were good through there, and some people just were not. Just and couldn't do it. No, they were trying, but they were making a lot of noise too. <laughs> That's how it is. Some, but actually, it made it interesting. So it was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, as the as the track got faster and faster, um, guys were going more and more to the slick tires. Uh, and uh, by the end, Ty was going really good. He has a setup that he likes to go to with when he runs slicks and you know tire sauce and car setup or something. And uh, it seems like that's their preferred setup. And when they can go to that, they're they're pretty tough to handle. Um, our guys, our guys are really really good. Oh, oh no. that was jazzy. She going nuts. 
Allison was acting like she was going to leave and Jazzy didn't like it. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Ty got rocking and rolling really good. He, he, he never did get good finishes in the four-wheel mains. He, he kind of got beat around a little bit. He made a couple mistakes. Spencer um, Cavallari and Dustin Evans won the three mains there. So Cav won the first one, Spencer the second, and Dustin won the third. Mayfield got second and I don't know, both the first two mains or the third one. Uh, and then in the two-wheel, Spencer, or I'm sorry, Cavalry won the first main, Spencer the second, and then the third main is where Ty ended up winning. And then he won the tie break over Spencer. They were tied for the win, and Ty got the tie break. So, uh, yeah, overall a good race, good representatives on hand from Associated Yokomo X-Ray uh, didn't have any TLR uh, reps there. We had a couple good TLR drivers. Really, um, no reps, huh? No, they didn't make it this year. But uh, we had some. They had a couple good TLR drivers there doing doing well. And what about my favorite team, yeah. X-Ray? Well, that was Ty. He was. He was. Oh, that's right. I thought you're, you're you're a Schumacher. Come on, you, you're right. jumping on. You're kind of. I'm jumping. on. Sh- I'm 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 on. I'm on Schumacher and. Uh, Silly season's kicking in already for you. It is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, TOR. Uh, so the five point were out there. There was no five point at this race. Ooh. As far as far as I know, because I think only, I want to say maybe like five six, guys have them. Oh really? Oh, okay. Um, but uh, here I thought that kit launched. <laughs> well, it did. It's just not able to be. It just everyone doesn't have one yet. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. I'm trying to think of some other. You know what was interesting is, you know, Yokomo's never had a stadium truck in the past, but uh, yeah, this race. They probably had more stadium trucks running. Well, I wouldn't say more by the numbers, but the guys that were running them were very high up in the field, like Max Fleur, one mod truck. Oh, yeah, he's a rip driver. Yeah, yeah and then uh, Chad Eubanks, 113.5 Oh, truck. buddy Chad. That's another rip driver for you, those, mm. for, for those of you counting at home. That's two. Go ahead. That's two. And then... Uh, AJ Marasco actually wants expert seventeen five buggy and thirteen five four wheel. You can go ahead and call him a rip guy too. We sure can because he's uh, always uh, participating in the rip post. So, yep. There we go. That's three. Wow. So Yokomo uh, has uh, had their uh, stadium truck drivers. You know, guys driving stadium truck there, huh? Yeah, and then uh, Pat Rossiter. I uh, was doing really good in the 13.5 stadium truck also, and he was running the Yokomo. Joe Pillars, he ran his, and yeah, they were running good in stadium truck, which was kind of cool uh, in a st- sense because they never had one before, and you know now their guys are on the team or guys buying them, like uh, Pat Rossiter, and doing really well with it. So that's nice to see. Maybe it'll uh, encourage some other guys you know, to kind of get with it. So this is the uh, first um, stadium truck by Yokomo? 
the first one they've ever had, yeah. That that's amazing. If you think about it, that is amazing, right? It, it is. Um I think probably what's most amazing in a sense is they never made a two-wheel buggy or a stadium truck when they really when it was could have been the biggest. Hmm. That's weird. You know, so it took them a long time to make any of these other vehicles. So what's uh, is it because Mayfield's on the team now? Is it is it they're kicking in in the high gear here? What's going on? Uh, well, I think they're yeah, as part of Ryan being on the team and them putting together a little more effort into their USA program. And I think just a, a little more of a commitment, I'd say. Yeah, because over there they don't even care about stadium truck, right? Yeah, it's very minimal. Uh, it's all about two-wheel and four-wheel, kind of how it has been. But yeah, I, I think they see it as uh, something that you know they they could get done. They could experiment uh, a little bit with it. You know, bring a few. Uh, details to the to the truck that they hadn't had on the buggy, and then when they when they go to do the next buggy variation, they can uh, include those in there too. Hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, Joe Pillars actually ran Mayfield's stadium truck. He just you know changed the body, changed the motor, but um, so Mayfield's going to run it at the beginning of the year. CRC, he's going to run some stadium truck and. Oh, that's cool. Should be actually pretty fun because he uh, he was always a really good stadium truck driver. Actually, any truck, he's always been a really good truck driver. So see see what he can do at CRC this year. And usually, if Dakota races, he's really tough to beat in stadium truck for some reason. Um, you know, I'd say his winning percentage in truck is probably. You know, one of the higher highest out there. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get uh, Mayfield, Cavalry. I think there'll be some more guys running truck next year, so should be cool. Yeah, that's good to see. I, lo- I love stadium truck. So. Yeah, it, you know, it it was always a favorite of mine when I started. It was my favorite class then. And, you know, we've talked about it a couple times and hasn't really been the same the last, you know, maybe 10 years because of the track conditions and different things, but we'll see. Hopefully we yeah. get her. Hopefully, you know, next year things are kind of popping. So you got uh, some, you got some, um, did you do a chassis focus on this uh, Yokomo uh, Mayfield's uh, stadium truck? No, no, we we just did one on Spencer's eight scale because he kind of left all of his stuff with us after the race, and oh. we didn't have uh, we didn't have the stadium truck. But you know, probably after CRC, we might be able to. Yeah, be cool if you did. It'd be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did. All right, so exciting stuff from Yokomo. Can't wait for the stadium truck. 
That should be pretty cool. I mean, where's where's the photos at of that stadium truck? Are they out there? Did Red RC do something, or what's what's the groups out? No, there I mean it's the the truck is out. Um, you know, it's been oh, out I can, for, I can buy it right now. Yeah, you can buy it right now. Oh, that's crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's ready. You gotta keep me updated on this stuff, Jason. You didn't tell me about that. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Now is this a um? Is it is it just straight up Yokomo stadium, or, or is it a, like a Ryan Mayfield edition or anything? No, it's no special editions right now. Just the first one that they got out. It's a nice truck. Visually, it's a nice truck. Uh, seems to be working pretty well. So you got you uh, J Concepts has stuff coming out for it. Um, actually, we have the body that comes with it is already ours. Comes with the kit. Oh, that's cool. So they worked with you on that and got the body in there. That's right. Yep, that's right. So. Nice. That's probably all we'll do uh, right now. Just as see how the truck does and how it yeah. builds. I mean, obviously right. it's performing well, but uh, well, that, that's cool. The J Concepts body's in there, so you got a good body right off the bat. That's right. Got that. So a lot of these kits today are, are like that now. Where, it, I mean, these kits are coming with a J Concepts body. Or a pro line type body, you you just don't throw away the stock body anymore. Um, yeah, I, that's probably accurate. I mean, the kits are either coming with a little more refined stuff, or you know, just a direct one from one of the factories, uh, one of the accessory companies. So the the stadium truck. So so also this was in Vegas too, right? That's right. That's cool. So Vegas. Uh, so, and then we have uh, Blake, who's going to be on the show first, right? That's right. Now he was out in Vegas. Now how did he do out there? He won truck. Uh, you know they raced for Associated, uh, Reedy and J Concepts, but they uh, Blake won truck and he got second in four wheel, and I think he got second in two wheel. God damn, killing it. Yeah, he was a beast. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, the the quick question I was going to get to before we get him on was, uh, oh yeah, John Bolt, John Bolton. With the abundance of TV channels and networks searching for content to show the public, how much longer do you feel it will be before we see RC racing on TV? Supercross found its way to TV by self-funding its broadcasts with support from the industry. Now it's wanted programming. I also think the lack of a national series holds it back. I do think it can happen. After all, they did broadcast the national rock, paper, scissors series on ESPN at one point. Oh my God. Did they really? I didn't see that. I, apparently they did. Apparently That's crazy. they did. I've never seen it. Wow. So what do you think? Um,. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think that we're a long ways away from being on ESPN, personally. Uh, there has to be more. There has to be more in it uh, for ESPN and the rest. I know Live RC has tried quite a bit. He got pretty close with um, 
one of the stations, I can't remember if it was Fuel TV or Mav TV, one of the two, Live RC got pretty close to working with on RC, but, you know, hmm. it's tough because what's what's unique about RC, in a sense, is you can participate in RC. You don't have to be a spectator. Like, you can, there's so many different classes and vehicles available that you can be a participant. You don't have to be a spectator. So, you know, sure, it's cool to watch or cool to watch on TV, but is it really cool to watch if you don't have any appreciation for what's going on? And I guess you could say that when I saw, and I was a kid and I saw a Punky Brewster mm-hmm. episode, that was really awesome. I thought it was cool. And, you know, I think that episode got a lot of people into RC. So maybe that's, you know, it's definitely something we need to try to do, but it just hasn't happened. I I don't, I think it's not for the lack of trying, but it it just hasn't been presented correctly or, or it's not entertaining enough in its present condition. Um, There's people that think it is, a, there's people that think that it is a um, an event that's spectator worthy and broadcast worthy, and then there's people that don't. There's some people that just say, "I couldn't watch that on TV." Like they want to do it because they're like, "I they're like I can actually just do it. Like I don't need to watch it." Yeah. So I, I don't know. I. I Sure, there is a ton of TV stations, but the fact that they haven't, you know, I guess, reached out and done anything with RC, that can't be very good either. Um, I'm sure they're looking for content, and it just hasn't been presented to them in an appealing way yet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, the thing is, like, if I show somebody that has no clue about RC and I and I pull up YouTube and say, "Hey, watch this race," you know, the 2018 Roar Nationals or something, and they, and they watch it, and they are amazed though. They're like, "What?" Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that here. I, I I showed people. I'm like, "Hey, this is what it's about," and they look at it and they're like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" Like they have no idea. They think people still think. When they hear RC cars, they think, you know, the cars you get at Walmart and, you know, Kmart or wherever. Yeah. The people that have no idea about RC. And when you show them the video, they're blown away. And they want to know more mm-hmm. about it. They're like, hey, link me to other videos and stuff like that. They want to watch it. So I think there is something there. But I'm not sure how long it would hold yeah I, I just don't know how you would present it i guess you would have to present it to a tv you have to you have to you'd have to produce a, a pilot that's something like live live rc you can do that um the qualifying would be god awful boring yeah and i think that that's the part where you'd have to skip 
there would just be yeah. like a little high, highlights and um, right. and show the you, you'd have to cr- yeah and and I think JQ and the there's this uh, RCGP starting up this year that is going to attempt to do some of these things create some uh, drama between the teams create some oh. interesting storylines. This is what I've been calling for in a podcast for years. Yeah, I mean you're, I mean you're, you're looking a little drama, a little storyline, a little background on these drivers to get to know them. I mean, you certainly can't just put it on TV. You have to, you have to know who Ryan Mayfield is, who Ryan Cavalier is. You got to know these guys. So I, I think that there is some, they're they're treading that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to trying to get it trying to get there, but we haven't got there yet, and I don't know if we will. I mean, RC was never on TV at one time. Like, did we ever get on ESPN or anything? Uh, not in a that kind of capacity. I think we've been on some. You know, we had clips um, here and there. We've done a few things where there's. Uh, they've referenced different race events. Um, hmm. uh, I think it's called Speed. Was it Speed World or one of the shows Dave Despain was the host of? Oh yeah, yeah. The um, they there's been show. some. There's been several things where you know they've made it. RC's made it as a, uh, a, a snippet of information, but I don't think it's ever been a big. You know, like a thirty-minute show or something like that. Yeah, and that's what it would have to be—just uh, a thirty-minute. The attention span is not there for like watching an hour-long eight-scale main. I don't think you'd have no, to no, you'd no. have to edit that baby down, make it dramatic. You know, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it happen. You know, we've all talked to it. About it, we've had manufacturers discussions, and but you know it's nice to dream big, I think. But at the same time, there's also um, there's some baby steps that we have to take in between to start getting closer. Mm. And you know, I think a, a lot of people are you know want to say like, oh yeah, we can go straight from here to being on ESPN, and it's like, well. Uh, yeah. we're not even on the we're not even on the local TV or local news or you know what I mean like um, yeah <laughs> it's like I, going from uh, one I don't I don't know how it how it would work I really don't I mean it's got its reputation as being toy cars mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it would ever be taken seriously by the by some of the audience well, I, don't, I don't know I guess it all depends how you present it and how you how you do the show but yeah I, I agree there I think there is some stories and, and cool things to follow and but I think that you might have to to put it together you might have to script it a little bit more than what you would think that you would want to. You can't just, you know, the racing would be real, of course, but you would have to, 
you'd have to have a little bit of, you know, argument. You'd have to have a little bit of uh, rivalry. Uh, you'd have to put a little bit of that into it just so people could kind of grab hold of something to kind of look forward to, you know, next time down the road. Man, I just think, yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough. I don't know. I think our only hope is, and I and when we had Brandon on the show, was like having a having a Roku app, a live RC Roku app. You just click on that, and you can watch, and you can click on any race that you want to, and so forth. I think that's the only, you know, I think that's what we're looking at, really. I I, I think initially live RC was supposed to be that avenue for us to start heading that direction like mm-hmm. you know it was it was uh, and i think there was some momentum building there for quite a while and it feels like it just it didn't really it didn't really go anywhere and i'm not sure 100 percent everything behind it but it just kind of feels like it just kind of feels like we were, it hadn't really gone anywhere. You know, I, th- I think we were, he- it was seemed like we were heading down a road to maybe get to that point. We had some highs and some, some hopes that, you know, were kind of out there and it never materialized. And I think people kind of put some, you know, kind of put some, I don't know what the right word is, kind of put their heart and soul on the line for a few things. They, you know, kind of got their, their hopes up. Also, people got their hopes up, and nothing's really happened. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the right answer is. Personally, I think that we should be able to make it, you know, as he hinted at, with all the different programming and people searching for valuable content and... But there's some there's some things we're gonna ha- some ways we're gonna have to go before we get this get it to happen. We're not gonna go from you know where we are to ES- ESPN very easily. And you know what? Everybody's cutting cable anyway these days, so you want to try a different avenue. Like I said, Roku, streaming apps, so forth, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that how, could be another. How awesome! If I could get on to Roku, Smart TV, whatever, go over to a Live RC app, click on that. Here, again, me and my apps, right, Jason? Jason knows I'm, I'm bugging Jason about a J Concepts app. Yeah, and I agree. It's just Click on the Live RC app and click on any race I want to go to to watch it. You know, archives, stuff like that. Boom. All right. So coming up on the show here. Blake Champlin and you said he did what out in Vegas now he he won uh, he, he won he won mod truck mod truck he got second he got second in two wheel and four wheel mod at the IOCC alright we will take a quick break and when we come back Blake Champlin
Hey, Blake. What's up? Gotti Jr. here with Jason Rona. Jason, you still here? Yep, I'm here. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you guys doing? All right, man. Appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and chat with you. Yeah, I mean, I think people have, uh, you know, a lot of questions in terms of just in general of, you know, how to get better at racing and working your way up uh, to, to be better. I think you guys, uh, you know, have have worked hard to uh, to get better at at RC and you know, work your way up the the ladder. So I think that's probably the best place to start. Because yeah, how old's Blake? Yeah. Now? How old are you, Blake? Nineteen. Oh, nineteen. All right. So when did you start racing? Um, I don't know. I was probably eleven. Oh, wow. Eleven or twelve. That's cool. Yeah. That's about time I started around that age, but I never never got good enough to. By the time I was 19, Jason, I was I was burnt out and chasing chicken around. <laughs> You're still doing that. Right, that happened. <laughs> but yeah, cool. So you started when you were 11. That's crazy. So what, what was your uh, what was your first car? Uh, I had a Traxxas 4x4 Slash. We mobbed those around at uh, 702 RC Raceway, and yeah, kind of just progressed from there. So when you when you started running there at 702, that was when they still had like the real like white dirt that was really wet. Yeah, it was almost like driving on like sheetrock almost. The dirt was <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, the dirt was off and on traction, pretty spotty, but it was fun. Yeah, of the, course now they remember... they switched to carpet. Yeah. Yeah, what I remember about racing there on the dirt is it was like when they watered it, it was nice because the cars worked well or better, but then you just yeah. had that white dirt stuck to everything on your car. Oh, yeah, I got everywhere, for sure. It's like the the bottom of the chassis and the arms are just all had that white dirt all over them. Yeah, even like when the track got dry, a lot of it kicked up into the air. And so, like, it, like, covered all the pits and everything. It was kind of fun. But Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty messy. So, so Slash 4x4, uh, did, you, uh, did you guys have matching trucks, or how, how'd that go? Yeah, I think they were matching. I think the only thing we upgraded in those things were we got progressive springs for them. Okay. I remember always breaking, like, the center drive shafts. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. So what? The, what you? What made you kind of move into the next level vehicle, and what was the next one you had? Um, a lot of the guys at the track ran Associated at the time, so all the fast guys like Steve Anthill and Damon Barron. So um, we just stepped into those vehicles and kind of just always drove Associated since then. And so yeah. at that point was it would have been a it's a was it a B four then at that point or yeah, probably a B four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think the point one was out yet. Okay. Yeah. And did it immediately seem kinda of weird to have a buggy compared to a short course or how did it how'd they perform? Well, I mean we 
we stepped in the SE10s first and then the buggies, but uh, definitely okay. the switch to buggy was the switch to buggy was a challenge, but it was fun. You're like, where's my bashing truck at? I was tearing it up. <laughs> and then uh, from the standpoint of the the B4, then did you did you get into four wheel drive or when? What was the next? What was the next move after that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get into four wheel drive till I don't know much later, probably only like four years ago. But um, okay, four or five, yeah. But we mainly just drove short course and two wheel drive buggy. That was our stuff. Gotta have the short course, huh? Yeah, gotta that, have the short course. That was that was big, you know, in those days. You know, when you started, that was probably the peak of short course, and um, oh, I yeah. know it was really big. It was really big at seven oh two, and that was a big time gateway class. Obviously, you guys got into it because of that, and you know, the short course trucks is kind of something we're missing right now. Just you know, they still sell them, but they're you know haven't been near as near as popular as they used to be. Yeah, the the competition in the class has kind of gotten lower. The top guys have stepped out. So, I mean, it's a fun class, but. Mm-hmm. So, tell us a little bit about the the next progression. You know, as you got a little bit older and got a little more serious, you guys. Did you start traveling around, or what was that? What was that kind of like? You know, getting a, uh, a little more serious and a little bit older. Yeah, I mean, we always attended the we attended the stock nats a couple times at OCRC, mm-hmm. and then uh, we've been hitting Surf City for a while too. So those were our big races uh, when we started taking it serious, and then. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's what we started doing. Started traveling a little bit, going to California, that kind of thing. Do you remember anything that, uh, any experiences you had when you started going to California that was like a a big deal or kind of shocking? Or uh, do you have any old stories? Yeah, um, I, I actually won... 175 uh two wheel drive short course at Surf City in 2013. So that was pretty okay. big. That was a big deal to me at the time. And so what what were you what were you like 14, 13 or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see 2000, yeah. So it was 13, 14. So it was probably like uh you're traveling outside of town. You're like, I got this stuff figured out, right? Yeah. I mean, we had we had been doing stock for a while, and then that was kind of the peaking point of okay, maybe we should go to mods. So. Mhm. And as far as uh, what's, I don't know that it's unique, but a little unique is kind of your your whole family is a little involved and. In, the whole racing between your dad, your mom, your sister comes out to the races. Uh, yeah. 
you know, uh, what's your, as far as just touching a little bit, uh, your dad's kind of from a racing background, right? Yeah. Yeah, he raced jet skis for, I don't know, probably a decade. And then okay. he raced motocross for almost a decade. And now he's going on RC cars. So. Does he say RC cars have been a little bit easier on the on his physical condition? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he hurt his knee pretty bad, but at the race he hurt his knee at. He actually saw the the Traxxas rig. Oh, so that's okay. part of why we got into oh. it. Traxxas out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think they were in Mesquite, okay. Mesquite, Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's so interesting. Traxxas goes out there to see the rig, get somebody in the RC. Oh, yeah. I guess it works. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a, uh, you know, we were just talking, you know, getting more people involved in RC, and, and you know, we always talk about that, just about, uh, you know, it's a daily, weekly conversation anywhere you go, but obviously that worked in that situation as Traxxas obviously has spent a lot of money uh, you know, to, to be out there and uh, to have that rig out there. But, you know, I guess it is making a difference around these different sports where people are motorheads or however, whatever you want to say, people are involved in racing. And it kind of, the one plays off of another. Do you think that's probably true? Yeah. I mean, that should be one of the things we should try to do is, you know, tap into the other motorsports and just get our footprint in there. So I think that would help grow the sport a little bit, people with common interest. So, you know, as we, as you kind of went through the, you know, the Surf City, StockNet stuff, uh, you know, what was kind of that next step as you kind of got out of uh, 17.5 short course and when, what was the next step? you know, for you and your racing where you were kind of, you know, starting to leave that stuff a little bit behind and you were getting a little more serious about just buggy racing? Mm, I don't know. We kind of just made the switch to mud and took about, I don't know, maybe a year, year or two. And then uh, I, I used to be faster than Brock, believe that or not, but um, mm-hmm. Brock seemed to pass me or or excel with the mod vehicles and then um, he did pretty good at Surf City, I don't know, three or four years ago. And that was kind of just like the turning point of, okay, well, we got mod down. At that point, it was pretty much buggy racing. Um, I still did a little bit of short course. Um, yeah. I, I know uh, when I, a lot of the racing I did when I was younger, I had my friends uh, that I raced with, Brett and Brad Relfs, they're from, well, they were from, they moved around a little bit. But when they moved to Florida, they were brothers, and they were always brothers. But I raced with them a lot, and Brett was I was Brett was a little older than Brad. But was what was interesting is it reminds me a little bit of you and Brock in a sense where um, there is a little bit difference in age. But what I noticed about them is they were both very good drivers. But what was a little bit unique is it seemed like when I raced with them, one would be fast for a little while, and then it would flip to the other guy. 
and then he would be fast for a little while. Like he would be the one winning or, you know, doing well. Yeah. Then it would flip back to the other one. And it's like, it was, it was a little rare with them that they would be both running their best at any given race. It was always, it always right. seemed like one was up. It always seemed like one was up, one was down, and then it would flip flop. And, uh, so, you know, me kind of being friends with them and I, you know, I'd go stay at their house. We'd go practice. It was kind of interesting, uh, you know, kind of just watching them, you know, with their racing that how it was like that, you know, one track would suit yeah. one guy, you know, one track would suit one guy or his equipment would be good or better on that situation or he was just a better driver on that surface or that so and then it would just it, and there was like really no predicting it. You you could never really predict, um, you know, who, who was going to be the the better guy. But um, uh, you know, on that given time, so it's like it almost felt like you were always racing two people, or you're racing the same guy duplicated. I don't know right. what I'm trying to say, but it's like yeah. I was I, it's like I was a racer, and it's like. You know, it's not like you're racing one-on-one. It feels like you're racing, like, two guys with the same name. You know, it was kind of right. kind of weird to explain. But um, it's almost like, you know, you always felt like, well, this day I beat that one. I beat one, but I couldn't beat the other one. Then the next time it's like, well, I beat the one, but I didn't beat the other. So it's like, you know, finally to get, if you get, you could beat both on the same day, it's like, man, what a hurdle. You know? Um, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes I see a, a little bit of that when you guys are racing, because it, it, it seems like that's the way it, racing does work. Is sometimes one guy's up and one guy's down, but um, it seemed like both of you guys were really, uh, you know, fast forwarding a little bit. But it seems like you guys were both really clicking at the the IOCC race, right? And we see that happens pretty often. Um, we'll pass each other up, but it's mostly just, um, you know, if one is going slower than the other, we try to pick them up or work on their car setup. So, like at IOCC, I think, I think Mikau was the top seed, and then it was me. No? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, and then, and then, but to start off the day, um, Brock had some issues in practice and he wasn't quite up to speed. So we kind of just worked on building him up and then you see what happens. He goes out and obliviates us, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we just work together and I think that's part of it too. And I mean, not to totally harp on this brother thing, but you know, like when I, these guys that I raced with, it was interesting because I'd always find it interesting because when they were racing each other, it was, you know, pretty intense battle when they would race each other and they were very separate in their racing unless one was done, done, you know, they're eliminated or they were in a lower main and they were done for the weekend. But then the guy, other one would jump over and help the other guy try to do as best as best as he can, uh, you know, tons of support, but it was only after he was eliminated. <laughs> oh, so it yeah. was like, it, it, you know what I mean? It was interesting to watch because it was like the ultimate like competition. Like, 
all right, you know, I'm I'm going to race as long as I can race and see if, you know, if I can beat everybody. But then once, you know, if one guy's eliminated and he's like, all right, I'm jumping on my brother and now we're going to get this done. You know, it's like, all right, whatever yeah. we got to do to help, help him. And, uh, so that was a, definitely a really cool, uh, thing that I noticed about racing with them. That was, uh, you know, it was just unique. Um, and I, I could see that a little bit with you guys where, um, you know, you, you have to maintain two separate race programs, you know, you're racing yours, you're, he's racing his and, um, there's got to be some common ground there. Somebody's got to lose, right? Right. So going into your, um, you know, you know, what's coming up for you guys, you know, what, you know, what are you concentrating on? And, you know, I've had some people ask me questions kind of separately, but, you know, they, they asked me a little bit how you, how you guys, what's your practice routine and um, what do you do to get better? Um, just in general? Um, I think our next races are obviously Reedy Race, um, Brock's in the invite class, and coming back and open for a second year, so that'll be fun. And then we have the Carpet Off-Road Championships at 702 in March. Um, Mm -hmm. Not really a whole lot planned out. We might hit more than that, but... Some of it's on the fly sometimes. Kind of depends on your your school schedules and that type of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go to college full-time, so usually I can't go to the the races where you have to leave, like, early in the week. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of your you know, practice schedule, uh, what do you guys like to do there kind of stay sharp? Um, we'll usually go out and turn some laps at 702, um, Thursdays and Sundays, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll club race Sundays. Um, it's, a uh, heads up racing. So the qualifiers are all heads up and then the mains are too. So. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't that know that. kind of helps. Yeah. That kind of helps, um, practice for when you're racing main events and, you're lining up with guys and yeah. So how do they do the, the gridding of, is it, there was a rotate or how do they decide where you're gridded every qualifier or, you know what I mean? Um, it's random. The first, the first qualifier and then it's reverse finishing order. The second qualifier. So if you're the fastest guy, there's a chance you could start in the back twice. (laughs) Right. Which kind of is, yeah. Which, I don't know. Could be good and could be bad. It's good for practicing. It's kind of unique. I'm sure you're, there's always that moment where you're like, man, do I ever get to start up front? Right. <laughs> I guess in the main, that's your opportunity to start up front, right? Of course, yeah. So, and this is over at 702, and you know, earlier you talked about how that's restarted but it was the first location with dirt. Then they progressed new ownership carpet, but now you're at a new location, even larger track. Uh, yeah. Explain what's kind of good about, you know, the new location and what you guys learned by, you know, being able to 
so consistently practice, I guess. Right. So the track's pretty large, and we run on black CRC carpet. So we get a lot of quality, um, what you call it, test time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of helped us. That's kind of helped us progress. Um, they switched right before summer, so we got a lot of practice in um, at that track over the summer. And yeah, I think I think the carpet switch has definitely benefited our driving. Um, just made us more precise. So. Oh, I'm and almost the kind of a pretty awesome. Like it's, it's I mean, out I've by always... the Las Vegas Motor, Motor Speedway. So okay. Fun. Yeah. You know, like what I kind of would have thought is with all the running that you guys do on carpet, I'm always kind of amazed that when you get to dirt, you're not like just complaining about the car having no traction, (laughs) you know, like, I feel like, I feel like it's gotta be a tough switch running that much on carpet and then going to dirt. But I feel like you guys do a good job with that uh, in general, because that is a tough transition I mean, we call them both off-road. They're both kind of the same cars, but really they're not They're not really much yeah. alike. Yeah. No, like uh, when we, whenever we hop over to the dirt side of things, we have our own equipment for dirt specifically. And um, the same thing for carpet, we have our own equipment. So it's two different worlds. Um, it's definitely hard to switch back to dirt just because know there's wheel spin and everything but um, most of the tracks these days are pretty high grip so when we get there Mm -hmm. we don't feel so out of it it used to be a lot harder to switch usually like first day when the track's fresh that's the hardest day and it gets pretty easy by main day yeah you just you're kind of adapting and now that you've probably went through um you know you, you spent so much time being younger, doing the transition, and then you now you're kind of a little more accustomed to what to expect when you show up, right? Right, yeah. So what, uh, you know, kind of going into, you know, we talked about a little bit next year already, but is there anything that you, any events that you have not been to that you really are kind of looking forward to getting to, or what, uh, what, do you, what are you looking to accomplish next or this coming year? Mm, I don't know. The first thing's first. Uh, I would like to go to CRC. CRCRC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Um, going to Trackside. That's later in the year, though. Um, yeah, just a couple more races than, that I didn't get to do last year that Brock got to do. So they all seem pretty fun. The INS final was pretty fun. Um, BHRC. So do you have any, like, tracks that you've seen in videos or races that you've seen that are just like, you know, everyone tells me they got these bucket list races, right? Do you have any that you see that you're just like, I'm definitely going here sometime? I mean, BHRC, that track looked amazing. Um, uh, April Fool's. Up in Intermountain, or uh, not Intermountain, Northern Utah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Trackside. Heard nothing but good from that place. So, kind of jump around here a little bit, but you mentioned you're going to school. You got a pretty busy schedule there in college. Uh, tell us what you're what you're doing in college. What's the, what are you going for? Uh, what are you trying to specialize in, and what's going on on the school front? Um, I'm just trying to earn my degree, I guess. Um, going for mechanical engineering, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping to stay in the industry and, you know, maybe further the industry a little bit more in the future. So what year are you in right now of college? Um, I've been going for a couple of years now. I actually went in high school, but um, this is year one at UNLV in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, and you're I mean a little... I already have... Go ahead. Yeah, you're being a little bit, um, I don't know what the right word is, but <laughs> I'm not really sure what the right word is, but yeah, I mean, but you're, you're, you're kind of known to be a smart kid. Yeah, you've gotten the tremendous grades. You've mentioned you've already taken a lot of college courses in high school, right? So you've, you've kind of built up some credits that that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, I already got my associates, actually. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. So quite a few credits built up. Being kind of humble, I guess you could say. <laughs> but we, we got a smart guy here, Gotti. I was going to say, yeah, he's the exact opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good Lord, college. I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> Does, uh... Well, let's, let's get into your your questions here, Gotti. Does he play? You know, you can ask him the video games. And does he play any video games? Oh, well, that's a, that is a good question. Are you playing video games? Uh, no, not currently. I used to play a little bit of two K, you know, but um, okay. Yeah, so you don't I, have a system usually, right now. You don't have a PS4 or anything. No, I've got a PS4. I just don't play it. That's usually Brock's territory. I what? leave that to him. Ah, okay. All right, well, let's get Brock on. Okay, thanks for joining us, Blake. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I thought maybe you were playing uh, Fortnite, Red Dead. Um, probably Brock, Brock's probably playing Fortnite. Brock is playing Fortnite. Yeah, not currently, but usually is. It's popular. I don't even know what it's about. Uh, it's about a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> Here's a question from a listener, Kevin King. He uh, He's asking you, Blake, uh, when did you realize you wanted to get serious into RC? Um, I met Cav and Mayfield and all the fast guys and just wanted to be like them. So, <laughs> I mean, that was the drive. Yeah. Saw when them winning races. And I don't um, – it was a long time ago. It had to be a OCRC. Yeah, probably about seven years ago. So, I mean, obviously it's it's different now when you go and talk to those guys. But what was it like when you were a kid to go and 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 try to talk to them? Was it like what was it like uh, for you? Was it nerve wracking? Of course, yeah, definitely nerve wracking. 
<laughs> don't want to slip up or anything. <laughs> you yeah, got you got you your sign, can you sign my shirt, Cav? <laughs> I think we actually have a body for Mayfield that we got signed a long time ago. But yeah. I mean those guys just know those guys just know a lot about RC cars, so whenever you talk to him it's like, you know, talking to a wizard. It's like, all right, I got my questions written down. I'm going to go over to him and repeat my question. Then you get there and you're like, what was my question again? <laughs> right. I, I remember for for me in, in my day, it was going to talk to uh, Brian Kinwald and Mark Pavitas, those and Cliff Lett. Those were the guys like that you're like, oh, man, I, I want to go talk to them, but I don't want to be bo- I don't want to bother them. I never had that problem when I went and talked to Joel. Really? Yeah, I just bugged the hell out of him. <laughs> have you? Uh, how far along were you? Were you were in uh, like qualifiers, or were you ever in any qualifiers with them when when you started there at like Surf City or something like that? Um, I'm sure I was in a qualifier somewhere in the way. I mean, we raced stocks, or it was probably in practice, but. They'd roll okay. up on you in practice, and you just, you know, give way and watch them go on by. You're like, yeah. I'm right here. I'm I'm going to stick to your rear yeah. bumper. And they're like, wait I mean, a second, you, where'd you, you go? Wanna, yeah, you want to try to stick <laughs> to them, but back then it was pretty hard to do. So, Yeah, absolutely. Well, you come a long way. I uh, had a great IOCC, of course. And it's not just that. I mean, you've been making a lot of strides and um, – you know, no matter where the race is, you guys have been working hard. And um, I think, was it, a, I guess it was over a year ago, we went to, we were at Mimi's and uh, for the off-road nationals there and you guys running on dirt and uh, just working hard, you know, learning things about your tires and just, you know, it seems like you guys have kind of come a long way with all the all the prep and getting your cars ready and, it just seems like it's a it's a natural process, but it's something that everybody uh, kind of have to take care of your your race program and, and be prepared, right? Yeah, I mean it's there's a lot of stuff to learn, a lot of small tricks and everything to learn. So um, definitely focused in on that, and that's helped us out a ton. I would say from the nationals last year and what was it the track at, in I don't know what state it was in. But since then, we've progressed our mechanic skills, and I think that's helped us out a ton. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what has been great is people that I think of off the top of my head between, you know, you and your brother and Spencer, who when they'll either ask questions or when they hear people talking about something, they tune right into it to try to see, was this what I was missing? Or, you know... Right. Is this the inf- the bit of information that I need to incorporate into what I was doing, and and uh, and I think that that's good. That's a good characteristic to have because um, it's hard to know everything uh, or ask all the right questions, but just sort of being aware of the surroundings, and that's what I learned as a young driver. Is I wasn't the guy that wanted to go approach everybody, but I just kept listening. And you go back and you're like, man, I just 
picked up on all kinds of stuff. And you right. go back and, you know, you try it for yourself or whatever. And like, man, I picked up on all kinds of stuff today. I, I think looking back, it's kind of a lot of the fun part about the whole thing. Right. After all, it it is a hobby to most people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they just want to know everything, you know, try new things. So, yeah. Yep. And then, uh, new to and learn. Then, yeah, I mean, really, really is. And, um, you guys have been doing really well there. And, uh, I don't know if you wanted to give a, a shout out a little bit to, you know, some of your sponsors and, uh, you know, your parents and stuff. And then we'll try to get, we'll try to get Brock on. Yeah. I just, you know, my parents push me and Brock pushes me. So thanks to them. And, uh, you, Jason, uh, BT over at Associated. And then, uh, all my sponsors. Thank you to Team Associated, Reedy Powered, J Concept, Shell, Sandwa, Shark Bait Designs, One Up Racing, Stick It One Racing, uh, Sticky Kicks RC, Live RC, and 702 RC Raceway. So, those are all the people who back me the most. And we can, uh, for people that want to, stay up with your racing um you have a facebook page right for the for the team right yeah we have a facebook page for the team called champlin um, race team champlin race team um i have a personal page brock has a personal page so you can give those a, a friend request give up on everything we're doing and then probably uh yeah, if your if your bucket list stuff comes through, maybe CRC. But if not, we'll uh, they can see you at the Reedy race, right? Right, exactly. Good. Well, let's get uh, let's get Brock on. We'll give him the runaround. Ask him the same some questions. We'll get a little input. But just uh, do we just want to switch? Gotti, do we just want to uh, have? Yeah, switch? I'll just. Yeah, I'll just I'll just give him my phone, but. Hit me up in a bit. Hello? Brock. What's up? Hey, man. What's going on? Gotti Jr. here with Jason Rona. How you doing, Brock? Doing good as always. Living the dream. Now, Brock, were, were you are you living the dream? Were you playing Fortnite just now? No. No. I heard it, but nope. No, I, I, I had some stuff to do after school today. I had to stay after for some some assignments that I had missed for Top Gun, and then, uh, yeah. So, you, so you're on Fortnite a lot, though? Uh, yes, uh, a little too much. <laughs> ah, see that? See that, Jason? Season 7's <laughs> out. Did you get Season 7? Yep. All right. Yeah, I, see, I don't know anything about what's going on with Fortnite. Like, I, I, I just hear it. I hear the name, I see the name, people, I'm just like, I don't know what this is about. Then I just get worried that I would, like, try it and get, like, so into it that I would just be at home all day. I don't think you will. Yeah. We're too old for a Fortnite. Yeah, you're a little, yeah, you might be We're in our 40s, old enough so where you don't days. get, yeah, you might not get addicted, but someone like me, oh, my, my parents, my mom especially, she 
I don't think she minds like me playing it, but for the amount of time that I play it, she uh, doesn't seem too too stoked on that. What other games you have? Um, I played a Supercross game. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really. Oh, I, monster... What's that? You have the Monster Energy game. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I kind of quit playing that though because I like Eli Tomac, and for some reason he didn't make it on the game. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Well, I guess one other question: Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you're saying I have trouble building those forts. Like, it's a fort? Like, I don't understand. What's Fortnite? I don't understand. It's, a, it's a shooter game, and you basically drop into a 100-player lobby, and you just... You can you can build to protect yourself. Ah. Uh, well, are you going to come for our race in March? Yeah. You're going to... Okay. You, you will have to... We'll get you, we'll get you on from Fortnite, <laughs> all right? This is awesome. Yeah, you got to get video for me on this. All right, I need I I need some video, and and that'd be fantastic. The only problem is Jason's too mellow. He he won't like rage. It's kind of the point of the game. Yeah, I know. I know. I I can't. Yeah, he doesn't get mad. Yeah, he just just calm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So. Like we were talking about earlier, we kind of went through, we talked with Blake, you guys got into RC, um, we did some short course stories, um, you guys got into it with the 4x4 four four slash, you said, does that, that sound right for you? Yep, that's where it started. So, so what uh, what are some things you remember about getting started, you know, with... Uh, you know, with with those trucks and, you know, kind of some of the memories of when you guys got into it? Um, I would I would say the two things that I remember the most. We have, we still have, we have a little Honda 50. And my dad made this, like, rake thingy for the back of it. Because at the time, I think I overheard, Blake saying, you know, how my dad used to ride dirt bikes and, uh, so basically, we just took the pit bike, and we we had like this empty lot near where we used to live, and we kind of just raked it up, and we built this track, and it was like a just a U track, and there's probably there was a like a jump on every lane. It was pretty cool, and uh, my dad had this big old lifted truck, so we would drive it kind of out in the street, and the lot was low enough to where in the back of the truck was like our driver's stand, so we would stand in the back of the truck and kind of just wheel and. You know, just go after each other. And at the time, it wasn't serious, you know, so we would just plow into each other. And it was, I mean, I think that's where we started to enjoy it. You know, it was just fun. It was a hobby. You know, you come after, you get off school, and the first thing you do when you get home is put a battery on charge. And then once you do your homework and you go and check the battery's done, and now you're playing with RC cars till the sun goes down. And then I think, so we did that for a little while, and then we had this park that we lived near, too, at the time, and there was a big parking lot that no one ever used, and my dad was actually, like, I mean, he he went and got us cones, and we set cones up in the parking lot, and we would go out there and practice cornering and, you know, just figure eights and just 
learning mm-hmm. to drive, you know. I mean, that. coincidentally, coincidentally, that's how Mayfield's dad, uh, really? that's what he did to him to, uh, he used paper plates, he said, but he was doing figure eights and when he, he told him when he could, he finally didn't hit the paper plates and crash all over, then he would take him to the track, so. Yeah, that's pretty fun. You guys, you guys had, yeah. It, uh, once we, we learned how to, uh, you know, actually drive an RC car and not be a complete squid or, you know, not as good. We we got a little better. And then, you know, at the time we lived in St. George. So we we would just drive down. I think the first time we, we just went down here on a Sunday and we raced novice. And the first day we pretty much just didn't make it a race. And the owner at the time was like, you guys are out of this class first time we went there they were like you're out of novice so that's good yeah i mean i mean it sounds like i'm just making this up but coincidentally that happened to me the first time i raced that kicked me out of novice too yeah um but you know what i find what i found and this is probably the same for you guys is you had already done practicing um you know whether it was in your yard or in the you know around the cones you kind of had some of the fundamentals down so it it looks like you're not a novice but you still really are but you have some of the you kind of have it down already right yeah you you have driving experience just not racing experience yeah and that's a pretty critical thing so yeah and then you, you kept moving along. He was telling us you, you, you guys were really short course racers, and but then you started getting into some some buggy stuff. Yep, we uh, I think so. We drove slashes for a little while, and then my dad had some friends uh, who actually owned a nitro track. I don't remember the name of it. It was in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the Lopez was the last name. They owned a, a track out there, and that's where Kinwald actually used to run Nitro. And uh, so we went out there, and my dad's one of my dad's friends helped him put together an SC10. And actually, we met Kinwald before. At the time, I didn't realize like who Kinwald was. You know, I wasn't serious. I was like, oh, that's just a another guy. You know. And, just so, a little short dude. Yeah, and you know, just <laughs> running some nitro cars, just beating up on everybody, just a good good RC racer, you know. And we uh anyways, my dad got his short course built and we just drove around the eight scale track. They had like a ten scale class for four wheel drive short courses and you know, we had fun doing that and then uh So once my dad got his short course, he uh, Kyle Johnson uh, is a local here in Vegas. He drove, and my dad chased him and Steve Anthill down. They were the, the two guys to beat here in Vegas, and Damon Barron as well. And uh, Once my dad started getting a lot more competitive, and he was – I mean, my dad was a lot better than us for a very long time. <laughs> and then, uh, 
<laughs> it was terrible, dude. We would, like, we would race him and, you know, like, when you're younger, you're, you're a lot more emotional, dude. We would, we would, you know, getting beat by your dad, like, kind of sucks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then so we got some, got some SC10s built, and then we put, we moved the electronics from our slashers into those. Because at the time, we weren't serious. We didn't, you know, we didn't know, like, this kind of stuff made differences. So we kind of did that for a little while, and then I remember the one year at Christmas, Blake had a B42 World's Edition car wrapped up in a box, and he opened up the box, and he's like, what's in here? And he opens up the next box, and it's in there. Well, my parents decided they wanted to trick me. And so they wrapped up a big old chip box, like a, like a Lay's chip where you buy, like, the, the special pack where you buy, like, five of, like, <laughs> five different pairs of chips or, you know, a different type. Right. And I opened right. up this, and they're like, this is what you get. He gets a car, you get this. And I was, I, was, I lost my mind. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And then they were like, they're like, like what? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, just kidding, you know, and they got, they ended up in those cars and then we didn't build them for a little while and we finally got them built up and I think we had them for like a month or two and then we went to the stock nationals that's where it started really was the stock nationals Blake was saying that he said uh, well you mentioned your dad was better first but then he said that he was taking it to you at first, and then you came on a little later and, and then started beating him, and he said, so it's been like a weird back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so up until probably about four years ago, when I really started, because, you know, he was older, he was a lot more mature, he took it a lot more serious, quicker than I did, and a couple of years ago, I was I was pretty tired of getting beat. I got beat at every race we went to, <laughs> and then I I got over it. And I was like, it's time to it's time to get to work. And then you know I started chasing him down, and then uh, we had a couple people that used to race with us, like James Roscoe and uh, Mikey Bustamante, and so we we mm-hmm. started chasing them down. I'm sure you've heard of them. I'm sure you. You know, and yep. so we drove. We drove with them, and then I don't know. It was. It's kind of like a like a step, like like once you beat this person, then it's onto this person, and that's kind of how it was. And then uh, I started beating Blake, and, and I beat him pretty bad for the last couple of years. And then I would say probably a couple months into this year, out of nowhere, you know, he just turned it on. I think he got tired of getting beat, you know, and put in a lot of time this summer. We both did, and the time was extremely valuable for him. And then, I mean, we had our big race a couple months ago, and he made me look like a joke. (laughs) You know, I'm not proud of saying that, but he did. He straight up beat me at TQ. You know, I didn't have the best of luck. It was a pretty terrible weekend. But, I mean, he's still in the main event. He had, he broke in one of the main events and he had like a 
yeah, he had a, like a ball cut pop off. He had a pretty terrible wreck through this like like uh, rumble strips that we had out there. And he uh, got his car fixed and probably was like about he was about to get lapped, and he came back and finished like a tenth or two, and he, we were battling by the end of it. I was like, you're like you you're like. like you're like, so let me get this straight. You popped off a ball cut, fixed it, and then came back and made it a contest. Almost right? beat me? Yeah, yeah. And then in one of the mains, I think I think before IOCC was when I put in the amount of motor that this goon is running. <laughs> I think one of the big things, one of the big things he did was he put in a lot of motor. And I remember... Because we took it to A3, because I had he obliterated us in the first main. Then the second main, I beat him by just a few tenths. And then in the third main, I got, I got around him, passed him, come down the straightaway, just got absolutely blown past. And then so he made another, he made a little bobble. I got by him again. And I had a couple seconds, and then with like two laps to go, he passed me on the straightaway for the second time. But yeah, I mean, you saw, you know, we both did really, really good at IOCC, but I mean, you you noticed, I, I remember in the interview that we did there, I mean, you noticed like how he kind of just has turned it on out, out of nowhere these last couple months and been pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, what I talked to him about, uh, you know, this is going to be repeating a little bit for people listening, but I just ta- I just briefly said that I had some friends when I was coming up, when I was 16, 17, they were brothers and they were racing, and, and I was just kind of making some comparisons to what I noticed when I raced with them versus watching you guys race. And uh, it's, it's kind of funny how, you know, you're super competitive with one another, but if one's eliminated – from the race or you lose early, you'll jump in and help the other one try to win, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's We work as a team, and I think me and my dad were talking earlier today, you know. It, it's not very often you find two brothers that will actually work together and want one another to win, you know. And yeah. It's pretty cool. That, you know, we always like if I'm racing him and it's us two battling out. Of course, I don't want him to win at that. You know, I hope he hope he doesn't win. <laughs> but if it <laughs> if it's like like the Reedy race this year, when I was in invite and he was in open, you know, he was cheering me on in invite, and then in open he was like I was cheering him on. And so it's pretty cool that we can actually work together and get stuff done doing so. Yeah, you can accomplish a lot. And, and then you throw your dad in there, who you said, uh, you know, was much better when you guys started. And he's still doing really well with his driving, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he I mean, he's TQ'd uh, Surf City, short course race before. Mm-hmm. He's had his moments, too, a couple years ago. And, but... Yeah, he's definitely for an older guy. He turned 50 on, let's see, so it's the 13th, so he turned 50 on the 6th of this month. 
So, I mean, he's still got it, too. He's not terrible. No, he's he's doing really well. We talked a couple shows ago. Uh, you know, I raced him a little bit at IOCC, and um, we had a couple good races in the one of the last mains of our over-40 class. And uh, so it was fun. Yeah, I mean, he was doing extremely well. It was tough for me to... Um, to compete with him at first, I got a little bit better and, and we were, we were getting fairly close towards the end of the, the weekend. And of course, Brent had already won it, but, um, you know, we were in there, uh, we were doing some battle and he, yeah, he was driving well. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. times where you guys, you guys can't mess up too much at a race and he'll be right there with you. Yeah. There's actually a pretty funny moment. So, uh, back when they, they did the B, B64 testing at 702, and uh, I remember when Cody, Brent, no, I don't think Brent was there. Anyways, uh, Cliff Lett was there, and the first time my dad ever beat me on carpet was when they <laughs> was when <laughs> I first met Cliff Lett. He first ever got to see me drive in person, you know, like, like it, it was, I don't know. It, it sucked. It was, it was it, and, and Cliff, Cliff was like, Brent, uh, do do we have the dad on the team too? Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. kids we're sponsoring, or is it the dad? Which which one are we sponsoring? Yeah, which one? <laughs> but. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on, you guys uh, do, obviously doing a lot of work. You mentioned it had a big summer practicing. You went through the IOCC, went well. You know, you had a – I believe you TQ'd all four rounds of qualifying and then won the the first and the third main. Uh, second main didn't go perfect, but you, you got it together. And then you actually had a great race with Blake in the last main, right? Yeah, yeah, we – little way like what i think it's it's kind of weird or like it's cool but like we he i won the first main obviously and then in the second main things didn't go how i wanted and he he won and then the third main got around me cow with a mistake and then for like four minutes we were separated by a second so but you know it's cool to be able to race each other for on that kind of a scale for a win you know what what does it feel like when you're racing i mean i know what it from my own experience racing you know people uh, being close on the track but is there a difference when you're racing that close with your brother versus say it's you know spencer or somebody else uh close to you does it seem any different or is it just another guy that you're racing that you got to stay ahead of um I don't. I, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, when we hit the track, it's kind of all, all, all for themselves, you know. I, I, yeah, I don't know how to explain that one, but I mean, it feels like the same, you know. I don't. I don't think about it. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I race him the same as I would race. You know, Spencer, Mayfield, or Cav. You know, we've, I've, 
I, I like to drive extremely close to people and put a lot of pressure on people. And I think that's where Blake has gotten uh, better as well. And I think that's where I've gotten better is I've kind of taught him how I like to race. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's kind of raced me in that fashion. And it's good to be able to, you know, he, he, we're, we're two opposite drivers. Like, you can you can tell by watching us, especially in person, it's like, I, like, want to kill the track when I drive. And he's just super fluent. So it's cool being able to, like, race with a completely different driving style and learn how other drivers actually like to race, you know. Yeah, you were you were killing that section in front of the driver stand at IOCC. I thought oh, you were yeah. gonna tear down that one jump, jumping into it so hard. Oh, I did four wheel. Four wheel. Yeah, you broke it once, right? Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm an aggressive driver. I I like to wait, but yeah, I was I was. Pretty. I remember the first day of practice. Brent was under me while I was going through one of the sections, and I came through there and I was like, "Full bore, George." He's like, "Whoa, just just go a little slower through here, and you might get a 14." And I come around the next lap, go through there just right, 14, just like that. I was like, "Well," so. Uh, yeah. Um couple questions one question we'll kind of get back guy kind of came in i don't know if you've ever um i've ever seen this before but have you ever used um foam tires on carpet on your off-road car i haven't no but now that i have some experience with on-road and watching the pan cars and stuff i don't think you could keep a pair of tires on your off-road car these guys are truing tires every run. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that'd be kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, I I What's think that? they're they're just ex- they're extremely light, lightweight and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure the the grip is obviously good, but um there's a couple tracks on the east where they actually run foams on the off-road cars. I'm not a big fan of it, but yeah, that was just a question somebody had asked if you had experienced that. And no. another question another question was, uh, we were talking to Blake about uh, different events, different stuff that you have been to or haven't been to. Is there any races that you kind of want to get to this year that you keep seeing online or something, and you're like, man, I, I got to get to that race? Um, well, EOS for sure, I think. I would like to go and mm-hmm. duke it out in Europe on the carpet now and see how I stand. You know, obviously it's completely different, completely different tires. You know, they use, I believe they, Mikel was telling me they use like a thicker carpet so that it's a lot more grip. Uh, I, w- I would like to go to e- some EOS races. I don't know. I did a lot of races this year and there's a few that I really enjoyed, you know, um, I would like, I, I don't know. I, I want to get into the nitro scene. Okay. I think that's my, my next goal. I want to think I've been told a couple of times that the way I drive and how I like to drive would suit a nitro car better than a 10 scale car. So I would like to experiment with that. Uh, 
CRCRC is earlier. We're right around the corner now. Um, I want to go. I want to do the the JC race at Tacoma. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I don't. There's a there's a few races I'd actually have to. But there's there's a some nitro races. The dirt nitro challenge seems pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely um, some eights go for sure. So do you have, uh, I, we had one specific question asking, you mentioned the EOS. Uh, do you have any actual, do you have plans to go in the coming year or are you just still still listening? No, I haven't. I haven't made any plans to go, but I'd be, I'd be down as soon as, as soon as someone asks. As soon as I'd be, I'd go in a heartbeat. Yeah. That would that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, so backtracking here just a little bit, you did some dirt races this year. We talked to Blake about some of them that, that he did, and then uh, you were able to go to a couple. Uh, you went over to Trackside. Um, I know we were. I was talking to Blake before you went and, and afterwards during the race, uh, you know, how things were going, and he was real anxious to see how you would do there and you, you had a pretty good race there at uh track side what, what was that experience like going there um it was a lot of fun actually um that facility is one of the nicest i've been to a lot of pitting the dirt was phenomenal my i mean my car was good from the start in fact i mean i made changes and i ended up back on the setups that i came there with and tires, I mean, tires this year have been completely insane, but they didn't seem too bad there. It, it didn't seem like I was fighting like I did, like, at Top Gun this year or, you know, other races. But I don't know. It was it was just that, that it was a fun race. You know, obviously I did really well, but... Yeah, that's definitely a race I want to do next year again because it was one of the better races this year. And then, uh, and you you took the win there, I believe it was a mod truck, mm-hmm. and then you, you placed really well in, I believe it was two wheel. What was the the actual race experience? How'd you end up doing there? Um, I think so. I won truck, got second in two wheel, got third in four wheel. And it, I don't know. It was like it was everything about it was fun. You know, Scotty was announcing for a lot of it, and it's always it's always nice to have someone like him announcing. Uh, and every qualifier was super tight. It was never when I was there. It was never a one man show. Um, obviously, yeah. taller taller CQ'd in one four wheel and two wheel, but he never just got out front and had massive leads every single race was down to a tenth or two it wasn't so the racing was super tight and it was i mean i like that kind of racing i like it you know to be tough i want it to be challenging it's how you get better and you know we did talk to blake about you know his age he says 19 but um i don't think anybody we haven't mentioned yet what's uh, what's your age i'm 16 years old okay 
And yeah. are you are you, you driving real car yet? Um, actually, no. I I tried to get my license and it didn't work out too well. Um, <laughs> a lot of what I had learned for getting my license was in Utah and uh, the Nevada laws. When we moved here during the summer, my birthday was in the summer, and Nevada laws and everything were completely different and struggled to learn them. And then I never really kind of was enthusiastic, and I've been busy, and I haven't gone back. But I got Blake. He's a chauffeur. <laughs> I got my parents. You know, I got I got rides if I if I need them. So, but I I do. I was actually thinking about that today. I, I want to get my license. <laughs> so you got to conquer this this test, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, the first time I, I, well, the time that I took the test, I kind of sucked because the last question was a true or false question, and I had to get forty out of fifty, and I I literally got I don't know how, but I got. 39 out of 50, and the last one was a true or false, and I got it wrong. True or false? Damn. <laughs> Just, I, I remember 50% when... 50% chance of getting it. You know, and I had lost. You know, I remember uh, yeah, going to get my driver's license. I was, like, kind of taking forever to actually go get the test, and finally my dad's like, all right, we're going to take the test. I'm tired of driving you around. <laughs> yeah. Did you pass your first time? I did. Yeah. I don't know oh, how. Be nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. I'll get there. Well, I just got to be a little more enthusiastic to get it. Yeah. You're gonna, I'm, uh... I'm pretty caught up in racing RC cars. Yeah, you're caught up in it. Got to get, uh, got to drive that real car around a little bit. Hop on the, hop on the Ford Raptor. Get, get a Ford Raptor. Pass the driving test. Yeah, just pass. You got to so, do that. So first. what's, uh, so what's next? What's next on the list? You just did um, Top Gun. Um, tell us a little bit about how Top Gun went. What's it like? It. You guys go to SDRC quite a bit. What? What's that track like for people that don't have uh, all these tracks around them or never get to see it? Um, it's a beautiful facility. Travis Brock is the owner of it, and I think you guys have have had an interview with him, I believe. But uh, mm-hmm. he does a really good, really good job on running the place. You know, everything hobby shop is is amazing. They have everything you need, uh, and the track layout at Top Gun was pretty sweet um yeah it was, it was a fun it was a fun race i didn't do how i wanted to i got pretty sick at the event um and by the time main day came i was pretty miserable but you know i ended up getting third and two wheel and some some really really rough 10 minute main and four wheel i got like six i believe but i had a fighting chance i uh I think I, I, I got aggressive too early. I was battling with Mayo and I just tried to put a pass too early and it got me in trouble and then I worked my way up 
got back up to second and then I crashed and then I laid on my leg for a little while. I was unseen because I crashed in the infield, kind of just spiraled downhill. But two-wheel drive, I mean, Cav had like a gap between me and him and then Mayo was, was on it. And he kind of just, he reeled me in, got around me and then reeled in Cav and stayed behind Cav. And then they both made little bobbles and Cav got the best, uh, like Mayo got the worst of it, but I, I had a fighting chance, and then I also had crashed, so, but, I mean, it was, it was fun, you know, it had, there was an insane amount of grip, and we were gluing sidewalls, we were, we had a lot of grip, so, it was a fun race, though. Yeah, it's like, it's like almost a lot of, like, the little carpet tricks you're, you're, you know, sometimes you're, people are using those on dirt now and then vice versa, right? Yeah. You know, gluing sidewalls is starting to... I think the first race I ever glued sidewalls was this year at Hobby Action for the for the J-Concept Series. I think mm-hmm. we glued them on four-wheel drive because there was a giant sweeper at the end of the straightaway. And we... I mean, we were, like, flipping off the track. Everyone had so much grip. I mean, everyone was starting to glue sidewalls. So I think that's that was kind of like the start of the, the dirt sidewall gluing. And I, I kind of have learned to just, when I go to dirt, I mean, even at track side, when I first got there, it had quite a bit of grip, and it got to a lot of grip. But, I mean, even it, when it was lower, like, gluing sidewalls was almost like, like, it felt like I had more traction because the front had less traction, if you know. Like, yeah. I'm sure you could you could relate, you know, the, too much front grip can whip around the rear end. But, yeah. Carpet tricks are, are somewhat worthy on the dirt. Yeah, it's interesting how they can uh, kind of intertwine a little bit. You learn something on one and you carry a little bit of it over. I know you and Blake are always trying a lot of stuff and trying to make some of these things work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving forward, what what are we uh, what are we going to see uh, from you guys next year? Uh, what do you, what are you looking forward to, and what are some of your goals for uh, for next year? Um, I just. I don't know. I think a lot of people kind of get from me the the sense that I, I just, like, I go to these races just to win, you know. I just want to win everywhere I go. And uh, mm-hmm. so every every ounce of practice, you know, that I get, it's always just, just bettering myself for the next race. And uh, I think, you know, hopefully, as everyone hopes, you know, have a good year. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Reedy race. I'm pretty confident in my dirt cars right now, my dirt setups. And so I'm looking forward. I, I'm hoping to go to the Worlds this year. Um, yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, Brock, we had a couple questions uh, for just a couple here. That um, Between you and your brother, do you guys keep score? I, I saw that on Discord. 
Oh, you're on our Discord uh, server? I, I okay. joined in. I joined in. It was Aiden, I believe, who commented that. We we just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. See that, Jason? I mean, you got to get on our Discord server. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you got to get on. I got to get on there right find, now. I was trying to find. Yeah. Hop on. Just started it up today. I want to see how it goes. So I think yeah, it's a good pretty, idea. Pretty cool. Um, I think. I don't know. We we keep score, but I don't I don't know if it's we kind of just rub it in almost. I think like it's it's like tag. It's like like someone beats if I beat him at a race, you know, then mm-hmm. like I'm it. I'm the person to be at the next one. So like he beat me at our race, and then I beat him at IOCC, and then. Our race, we have a Toys for Tots race um, this weekend. Uh, so we'll be at the track tomorrow practicing, and then Saturday's the race. Uh, so now it's like I'm in it. Now he's got to come and tag me. As soon as he tags me, then I got you know, It's just a, it's a game of tag. Because I can tell you one thing. It's a lot harder to lose to your brother than anybody else. I bet. Yeah. All right, uh, Pete asked, do you coordinate your sponsorship planning? Coordinate my sponsorship planning? Oh, I'm a little confused by that question. I think I think what he's like, yeah, what he's saying is that will will and do you guys kind of you stay with the same sponsors? So like, um, you know what I mean? Like, would it would it be possible or impossible? Like one guy race would race for TLR and then you would say, no, I'm racing for associated and yeah. Right. I I think, yeah, that would, I don't think that would work out too well. Um, We help each other too much to, you know, bounce that up off of each other too much to run for other people. I think that would hurt us in a way, you know? Um, I think, I think as long as, we're both in in it and into it. I think we'll be running for the same companies, especially like tires and uh, chassis sponsors. Right. There you go. Coordinated. Uh, yep. Ben Howard from Australia, Jason. Okay. Uh, what was Cham- uh, What was Champlin's most intense race? Uh, oh. And can you describe it? Um, uh, the Reedy race. Uh, not this year, but the previous year when I had one four-wheel drive. That that last main, even though I had a lead, it was. I mean, I I feel like it's it's a lot harder to be like leading a race and being out front and like having this like you're always like no matter who you are, no matter what you are you know you're you're always thinking like what could possibly go wrong i at the re race in four wheel drive the second main event i had like an eight second lead and i mean there was like like that, there's no way i can blow it almost like there's no way i can blow it <laughs> like just like nothing fail you know it's 10 minute mains four wheel drive please just stay charged you know like but, <laughs> but iocc Blake in the last one. I mean, we we battle like that. Like a lot of people don't even. I mean, a lot of people don't see it, but 
besides like our locals at our track. I mean, we battle like this practically every time we're at the track. Like, but a lot, even closer. We'll we'll be in a five minute main event, and we'll be half a second, like just nose to tail the entire race. So I think OCC though is on a bigger scale, so it felt more important in a way. I mean, we were, we were, I mean, even people, people at IFCC thought we were really close, but yeah, that was pretty intense for four minutes with your brother a second, within a second behind you is quite nerve wracking. Well, what's, um, you know, give us, give a shout out to your sponsors. I know we just went over that with Blake, but I think it's only fair to, uh, do the same let you give a shout out to your sponsors and your parents people that help you and all that type of stuff yeah um you know shout out to uh my whole family you know what's going on is that on jason's uh end there yeah, I just turned on the TV. <laughs> oh, okay. Jason's watching that hot weather girl on uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's never seen that before. Yeah. Oh, shout out well. to everybody in my in my family. You know, uh, my parents. You know, they they do more than a, most parents do for their children. For me and Blake and my sister pretty rad to have two people like that and then my brother and my sister uh and then uh you know obviously thank you jason um brent everybody all my sponsors Dwayne Batti or fatty or, i don't know you could say it about a hundred different ways um and patricia over at 702 rc raceway uh you know they're the reason me and blake and me, Blake, and my dad can run, you know. Uh, and thank you to my sponsors, you know, Team Associated, Weedy Power, J Concept, Shell, Sanwa, Shark Bait Designs, One Up Racing, Stick It One Racing, Sticky Kicks RC, Live RC, and 702 RC Raceway, you know. So, a lot of people don't see what goes on in, for for top drivers when you're off the track and behind-the-scenes work and the amount of work that actually goes into being at a top-tier level without people like the sponsors, without people like you, Jason, Brent, and my parents, it's not it's not possible. So, thank you. Shout-out to all you guys. Well, definitely appreciate it. Enjoy watching you guys race every time we can, and, uh, uh, look forward to seeing you guys early in the year, uh, whether, you know, wherever that first race is, maybe Reedy Race, and uh, definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, congrats on all you guys' success. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, say hi to your parents and your sister, and we'll see you guys soon. Okay, sweet. Nice to meet you, Dolly. Nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. All right, Brock. Well, best of luck in racing, and uh, go out there and kick some ass. Great. Awesome. Brock and Blake 
Champlain. Doing well. Got the racing game going, challenging the best guys out there, and um, that's how this is. That's how it goes. That's what it's all about. Now we got the Lakers starting, playing against the uh, Houston Rockets in Houston. Hmm. Oh, boy. That's not going to go well. You'll have to. LeBron first possession, gets in the paint, (laughs) fadeaway jump shot, all net. All right, uh, Facebook.com slash Radio Impound. You probably already like the page, but tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Yeah, keep pumping those likes up. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're more than Ron Artest's page. You know, my God, I haven't checked that in a few years. Let's let's check it out. What was it called again? Productions or producing. Our test test media something. (laughs) I know that I was always know. that was always our goal to get to have. More yeah, likes. I just couldn't understand how he he, he did not uh, have more likes than us. When oh my God, dude, I think the last time I checked this was like three or four years ago. I don't know. It's got to have more than us. But I don't know if <laughs> oh my God, we're killing him, dude. <laughs> we're killing our te- our test media group, which is run by Ron Artest. Uh, some of you people may know him as World Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Meta, Meta World Peace. Meta, I'm sorry, Meta World Peace. And uh, he changed his name as soon as I got an Artest jersey. It's like, damn. Um, you want to know how many likes he has? 740 people like his page. Oh, yeah. he's, he's uh... they were, we're blowing him out of the water. I, I want to say that he was like five to 700 back when we were checking it before, so... Yeah, it's not growing. Interesting. It doesn't seem to be growing quite as much. It, it, it's funny. I forgot all about that until you mentioned it. Uh, so, yeah, spread the word. Get us some likes. Patreon.com/slash Radio Impound giving away some prizes. I see Chili Duncan got his prize. From, yeah. Uh, guessing the uh, world's winner. Um. Tim Merzine got his uh, prizes. Okay, good. Did he did he post did he post some pictures? Of, uh, actually, I'm not sure if he got his yet or not, but uh, should be there any day. Yeah, we got a couple uh, that I still need to sh- ship out with the wings. And then over the weekend, we gave away. Uh, Jason had uh, Ryan Cavalieri and Spencer Rifkin signed uh, some uh, wings for us. Mm-hmm. And we gave them away to patrons of the show over at patreon.com slash radio impound. We had a 30-man Royal Rumble on WWE 2K19 for the PlayStation 4. I streamed it. It's up on our Facebook page. It's on our YouTube page. And those winners were offhand, I forget. But uh, I have the results up on the page there. I got a couple things you still need to do uh, in terms of shipping out some of those prizes. Huh. And those winners were Aaron Mosler and Eric Vocal. Oh, that's right. So they won themselves a uh, Spencer Rifkin and Ryan Cavalieri wing. I think Aaron took the Ryan wing and Eric took the Spencer. 
So patreon.com slash radio impound, then jconcepts.net for all your tires and accessories. Neat. The best in the best in the land. Head on over to our Discord server that I just started today. And we already have listeners dropping in there. It's a free app. You go on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, download Discord, and uh, just go in there, search Radio Impound. I also have the link on our Facebook page. You can just click on that if you want. And uh, we have listeners in there already. They were giving us questions through there tonight. And uh, we'll try and grow that. It's a big chat room for all our listeners. So all the listeners can get in there and discuss episodes and discuss RC or whatever you want. So it's a pretty cool way to interact with every, all the listeners. And you can go in there and put. In. You can go in there and put age, sex, location. Yeah, ASL. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm gonna put that in there. I forgot all about that. So, it was the old, the old chat room days, right? The old AOL. Yeah. Whoa. Ever had Honey Nut Cheerios? Pretty good. Guess who's on the cover of the what, Cheerios box? Let me tell you the cereal that I'm having right now. It's it's Raisin Bran with bananas. <laughs> you say you cut your own bananas? No, they they came out with their own you know dried bananas in there, and it is. Let me tell you, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's brand Man, new. Might be worth a shot, huh? Dude, it, you'll love it. Trust me. Get yourself some uh, almond milk. Yeah, I got that. All right, there you go. You'll think I remember. That. I remember the old raisin brand commercials. <clears throat> I don't really see any any commercials anymore. You know, when you watch, you know, basically I watch basketball, and then we watch either Netflix or whatever. So it's like I when I when I see commercials on TV, it seems like they're just. All I see are the ones during basketball, really. Interesting. So anyway, I will post a picture of the Raisin Bran box. <laughs> I will post a picture of the Raisin Bran box in our Discord server. Okay. So go on in there. Chat with us, people. Server's up 24-7. Server. Sounds official. It does. It sounds, it sounds important. It does. We now have a server to chat on. Head over to carpies.com to get our t-shirts, hats. Um, he's redesigned the website, so our uh, right now, I'm not sure right now if you go in there, you'll find it, but it uh, should be up any day. And you can go in there and get uh, a rip shirt. When you go to these races, you could represent. Go to Stick at One Racing, boomrc.net. Carpies even has our logo for decals. Oh, wow. You can do decals at boomrc.net. Stick it one. All right, thanks for our guests for being on the show tonight. And uh, follow those guys at Champlin. Uh, their, their Facebook page was Champlin, um, Champlin Racing, was it? Race Team, I think. Yeah. Champlin Race Team. So follow those guys there and... Uh, Tell them, uh, tell them Radio Impound Podcast sent you. Perfect. I got to see Jazzy. 
Jazzy's getting food. Come get your, <laughs> come get your crunchies, girl. Would you? Did you just pour that in a bowl and throw it down at her? No, I just. Oh, that sounded like you were just like. <laughs> threw it right down. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Allison must not be home. Here, come here, dog. Here's your food. Thank <laughs> you.